Hey, it's Kim, and welcome back to my podcast, Coffee with Kim. This is a place where you can kick back, grab your coffee and your tea, and just listen, relax, and enjoy. You know, and think about it. I mean, sometimes we'll be talking about things that are, you know, pretty deep or allow you to be self-reflective and really think about your life and where things are going for you or however that topic may relate to you. But today I want to talk to you about friendship. You know, friendship. Friendship is really important. And it's so important for us as sisters to have really good friends in our life. I mean, our friends, and they can be many, but they can have different places and positions in our life. Um, every friend is not for every friend. So, I mean, me and my best friend can have a, a friend in common, but that friend may be a better friend to my friend. And I'm okay with that. Friends are folks who just, you know, they meet you where you are. They understand you, or at least they try to understand you. And they're there to have your back. Or they may be just the folks that you hang out and have fun with. I mean, it really depends on what that friend's position is in your life. And I've had many friends in all stages of my life, you know, as a little girl on up to a teenager, being in college, being a young adult, a married woman, very young married woman. And some some friendships have been good. And we won't call the others bad, but maybe not so good. (laughs) But this has been critical to my growth and development just as a person. So not just how those folks were friends to me, but how I in return my friendship toward them. You know, and then there was a time in my life where I was really depending on my husband to be my friend. And not really reaching beyond our relationship as husband and wife to really, you know, seek out folks who were similar to me. Maybe the friends that I had prior to getting married didn't meet certain needs in my life at that time. But I was too afraid to reach beyond my new marriage uh, relationship. Now, he didn't have a problem. (laughs) with keeping up with his friends. But, you know, that's what guys do. They're all about their friends and their buddies. And that's cool. That's what men do. But sometimes as women, you know, we start to struggle in that area. We really do. And I know that I really did struggle in that area. And so basically what I was doing was I was just evaluating my life, you know, in the terms of my husband, you know, or me being a mommy, You know, and I only had that point of view. But when I really opened myself up to having a friend, a really good friend, I'm not talking about the people that I was just in contact with, but somebody who really could get inside of me and I would allow that person to know me. That's when my life changed. When I opened myself up to not just be a friend, because I've always been a good friend but to allow someone else to be a good friend to me. Yeah, it's important. Think about it. There are folks that we have been really good friends to. I mean, really good friends. We've helped them when they were up, when they were down, when they didn't have anything, when people were treating them bad. 
You know, we nurtured them, we talked to them, we spent time with them, we sacrificed for them, but not so much that they didn't want to do the same for us. But some of us were so closed that we didn't allow others to get in and be that good friend to us. Think about it. Some of us have done that. I know I did that in my life. And so I had to learn that my friends were there to nurture me, just like I was nurturing other folks. Because we, as women, sometimes we spend so much time and energy being nurturers that sometimes we're just exhausted and we have nothing left for ourselves. So our friends can be that person who's rejuvenating. I mean, to help us restore the laughter and and all the excitement about ourselves. Because they can pinpoint some things about ourselves that maybe we we forgot about or maybe no one else really notices or talks about. You know, there are many levels of friends and I've had them all and I know you've had them all too. We've had our acquaintances. We've had our casual friends, you know, folks that we just know. We say, hey, you know, hey, girl, hey, that's my friend. Um, We've had our work friends, people that we've developed relationships with at work, which is, is, is cool. Um, but you have to have certain boundaries. We've had our childhood friends, people that we knew over the years, people we went to school with, people we grew up with. Um, and those, sometimes those relationships have lasted. Um, we've had our church friends. We still have our church friends, people that we worship with or we're close to, you know, in our place of worship, you know, and maybe even some of these ladies have played recurring roles in your life. I mean, I don't know. But then I, today I'm talking about like that special friend. I mean, your road dog, your dog, you know, your girl. You know, your sis, that person who, if, you know, everything was shutting down in life, you know, she would just be there for you. Growing up, I've had, you know, friends just at every stage in my life. I've never been that type of person that just never had friends. I mean, maybe I didn't access my friends, you know, or reach out to my friends, but the friends that I had at that time, they were always there. You know, so growing up, I had these friends and some were close, you know, some were part of the group crew, you know, some were separate friends, you know, from the crew. But nonetheless, you know, these people in my life, they were always there. And I tell you, I have learned so much from each friendship. I think back on a friendship that I had in junior high school, because that's what we called it back then. (laughs) But in junior high school, there was a girl, I can't even think of her name, but just when I think about her and what she meant to me at that time, I really did consider her my friend. It was a difficult time in my life and my mother had just, well, she didn't just pass away, but my mom had passed away and my dad and my sister and my brother and I, we were doing the best that we could to, you know, keep things going. And I bless my dad. I thank God for him because he kept all three of us. And, you know, though there were people who would help us here and there, 
folks were in and out, but he stood strong and he, he kept us. So he was a good father. But I remember um, after my mom died, there was a period of time that had passed and my dad, you know, he was considering remarrying. And I don't know how I felt. I I can't say I don't know how I felt about that, but I felt some type of way. <laughs> Let's put it like that. I just remember feeling like if my dad remarries, then that means he's not loyal to my mom. And as a junior high school person, I think I was probably seventh grade. I mean, that sounds reasonable, you know, because you, you always think of, you know, your parent as the person that you're loyal to, because children are definitely loyal to their parents no matter what. So I just remember feeling some type of way at that time and really not wanting my dad to remarry. Of course, being seventh grade, not thinking about him and his life and his future, but just thinking about me and how I felt, you know, and I had a friend who really spoke to me at that time. And she said to me, hey, you know, what happens to your dad when you grow up and you go away and, and he's still alone if you never want him to remarry? You know, and I had to really think about that. And after I really thought deeply about that, because even as a, a child, I was always one who, who was a deep thinker. I had to really hear what she said and I had to go to my dad and, and almost like, give him my blessing, you know, and allow him to go forward and, and marry. And it really was a good thing. We had a, a really great blended family and things went well. well. Like every family, things don't always go well, but that's not the subject of today. <laughs> but many of the relationships, you know, like that one, have transitioned and I've moved on, she moved on. I don't even think we went to the same high school after middle school or, or junior high. And I never really saw her again, but she played a part in my life at that moment. During that time, she helped me to go from one level to the next. She helped me at a really, what I considered as a seventh grader, a really dark time in my life. And so I thank God for her. Because my dad had a happy life. You know, he was able to marry and my brother was born out of that relationship. And, you know, he didn't die a unhappy, lonely man. And so that's the blessing in that. So like I said, many of those relationships, some of them transitioned over into my adulthood and some didn't. You know, like that friend who played that part of my life, that that was it. You know, we've never seen each other again, ever. Um, if we did, we didn't know we did. So some of those uh, relationships that I've had as a child, as a, a, a teen, adolescent, as a young adult, they transitioned into who I am today and where I am now. And then some of them didn't. And some did, and they're still not the same. I mean, there are some people that I'm still in contact with, but the relationship is not the same. And that's okay. That means that they grew and I grew. We just didn't grow together. So, you know, it means my life changed, their life changed, and we went our own separate ways. And that is okay. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't still keep in touch. Um, yeah, we see each other on Facebook and Instagram and <laughs> those types of platforms. And it's nice. 
to see and keep up with my friends on those platforms, you know, but I know like everyone else, you know, what I see on Instagram and what I see on Facebook um, as it relates to people that I know, that's not the bulk of what's happening in their life. You know, those are only the parts that they allow you to see. And that's okay. I'm good with not seeing every part of a person's life played out on social media because I certainly don't do that. I don't demonstrate or show all the parts of my life on social media. I mean, but that's just me. That works for me. But my real friends, you know, when you have a real friend, that person knows what's happening in your life before you hit thin, <laughs> before you post it on social media or you tweet it out or whatever the case may be, you know, that person is the person who is already celebrating with you. They already know the deal. They already know what's happening. And the flip side of that is if something's not going so well, they're already in the trenches with you, holding you up, having your back, supporting you, checking in on you, making sure, you know, girl, you okay? I got you. You just need to get on the phone and cry. Hey, I'm here to listen. I may not have all the answers. I may not have any answers, but I just want you to know that I'm here for you. And those are the kind of friends that I feel like at this stage in my life, um, those are the kind of friends that I really need around me. I mean, friends, you know, I, I consider friends to be people who encourage, bring balance, challenge, yes, challenge, and inspire you. Those are the folks that, you know, that's the kind of friends you need. I mean, you know, and really like, let's, let's touch on that challenge part. Some of us don't like to be challenged. Some of us don't like to hear the truth or be told the truth about ourselves. But I want that friend. I want that friend, you know, who tells me the truth. I may not like it. I may not even want to talk to you for a couple of days. <laughs> but I know that the person who tells me the truth is the person who loves me. Now, wait, tells me the truth, not in a way to hurt me but in a way to make me better, you know, a way to help me grow and develop as a person here on this planet with all the other human beings running around. Yeah, I, I just can't be in a bubble and think that my life and how I do things is is the way. No, I need that friend that's, girl, you're tripping. Even if it's if it's my own personal relationship, my husband, I need that friend that says, no, you were wrong and you shouldn't have done that and you shouldn't have said that. That's the friend that I need <laughs> in my life. I need that friend that inspires me. Gosh, I need that friend that I can look at her life and I can look at some of the things that she's doing and I can be inspired to do better or to do more. That's what I seek when I'm talking about having a, a true friendship the friend that encourages me. You know, I said that, that builds me up and the one that balances me because we're not the same. 
We are not the same. We have friends and they are different and we can't expect them to move like we do, to think like we do, to behave like we do, to live like we do. But nonetheless, they are our friends. I mean, like that friend, you know, that's the girl that you can tell your deepest, darkest secrets to. And you know that there's not going to be any judgment there. And you also know that you're not going to hear your business in the streets. That that sis is going to take that information to the grave. And the only way that somebody else will know about it is if you told them. Yeah, that's that friend. And that's that friend that I always strive to be. I want to be her. I want to be that sis who is loving on my friend and excited about what's happening in her life. And I'm hurting when she's hurting. That's the kind of friend I want to be. That's the kind of friend I believe that I am and that I strive to be. And even though maybe as a friend, I falter, I make mistakes. Um, I'm not afraid to go back to my friend, my friends and say, hey, I apologize. I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. That was crossing the line. Because even though you have a BFF or whatever you want to call your best friend or your girl, that one friend that you have or those two friends or three friends that you have that you're very close to, you know, there still needs to be some boundaries that exist. I mean, even though we're supportive, right? We're sympathetic to our friends. We're honest with our friends. We have those hot conversations those honest, open, and transparent conversations with our friends, even with all of that going on, we still need to have some good boundaries with our friends because our friend, you know, even though she's our girl, the closest person to us or whatnot, you know, she still is a separate person from you. And so anyone who is a separate person from you, you need to have some boundaries, some proper boundaries with that person. It's just, it's just necessary. That's with anybody and everyone that you are in relationship with. You got to have some good boundaries with that person. Even in our closest relationships, our, our closest friendships, you know, our, our true and real sister, that person in our life, we still need to have boundaries. Um, boundaries are so important and really boundaries are Part of what will keep that relationship healthy because boundaries are your personal limits. They demand respect from other people, right? You know, boundaries can be like physical boundaries, emotional, spiritual, or sexual in nature, but they fluctuate during the course of a relationship. And, and sometimes they tend to vary from one relationship to the next. What's okay in one relationship? may not be okay in another relationship. Subject matters that's okay in one relationship, friendship, may not be something that you talk about in another relationship with people that you consider your your friend. I mean, even things simple as one friend that you may say, hey girl, take my car and go do what you need to do. You may have another friend where you're like, mm, no, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, for you to use, you know, my vehicle. So boundaries are, you know, they're very personal. Hopefully we don't have super rigid boundaries. So it's good to have boundaries 
with our friends, you know, um, they can be those lines that we don't want to cross in order to maintain a, a healthy, functional relationship. And if we have boundaries, that's probably, um, if they're not established already, sometimes our boundaries are unspoken. We just kind of know we get each other. We've been friends long enough to know who, what lines not to cross. But if you're not sure what the boundaries are, you know, with your friend or your friends, then that's a good conversation, you know, for you guys to have. I mean, when you guys are sitting and sipping your tea, your coffee or whatever you may be sipping, um, it's just good to, to have that conversation and say, Hey girl, you know what? I've been thinking about this and, you know, I want to know what lines I should not cross with you, what subjects are not comfortable for you to discuss with me or what subject matters um, you would appreciate that I don't bring up or areas in your life that you don't want me to enter into. And it doesn't mean that we're not good friends, but it just means that we have boundaries and that's really okay. It really is okay. What kind of friendship would your friend say that you have? You know, what kind of friend would she say that you are? <laughs> um, I was thinking about this I, and, you know, sometimes my mind just goes and I was thinking if my closest friend were to complete an anonymous survey about me, what would she say? I mean, if I was never to find out um, anything about this survey or anything about, you know, this information, what would she say about me? You know, what would be my uh, strong points as a friend to her? What would be, you know, some areas that I really need to improve? Um, what would she say about me as far as my uh, humility and, and my integrity and, you know, uh, just who I am as a person, you know, if she could really be honest about me and say certain things about me, I mean, not just all, you know, the good things, cause we, everybody has something good about them. But I mean, if my friend could really be honest, what would she say about me? Those are things that go through my mind. Um, and you know, Sometimes you have to know if you're ready to hear those kinds of things because that could throw a wrench in the relationship if you're not really ready to hear those honest, open, and transparent comments from your friend. And it doesn't mean that they no longer want to rock with you as a friend, but I mean, it just means that these are areas that you need to kind of clean up in the friendship and that's okay. But we have to grow and be mature enough to really receive that and and grow from it. How many of us would really um, be bold enough or mature enough to have that conversation in our friendship? Girl, tell me about the areas I need to grow in. Tell me about myself, girl. Just be honest with me about who I am and what you think about me as a person even though that could be a great place to have a honest conversation and really be a place to grow from, that could also be a place 
or a turning point in the relationship if you're not ready or that person's not ready to hear that kind of truth. Sometimes when we are dealing with people, we have to know where they are emotionally. You have to know where your friend is emotionally. They just can't take your truth, your honesty, sometimes in cups, a cup full. Sometimes they need a spoonful. You know, sometimes you just have to know if you're a good friend, you need to know where they are, you know, emotionally so that you can give them what they need. Um, and it's it's not tiptoeing around or not being honest, but it's just really being considerate of your friend and where she is, you know, and what where she is emotionally at that time, because friendship in in friendship. There's a certain kind of healing that should take place, you know, when you and your friend are um, encountering or engaging each other, you know, when you are talking and spending time. There's a there's a healing that we need from our friends that sometimes we can't get from other people. Sometimes we can't get it from our husbands and, you know, our blood relatives. It's, it's a healing that we can only get from a friend because we feel like that's the only person we can just be that open and honest with. You know, I feel like this. When my friend leaves my presence, her life should not be the same. And I'm not saying we should have these magical experiences every time. Sometimes we just get on the phone, talk, say, hey, girl, checking on you, love you, bye. But anytime she leaves my presence, I don't want her to be the same when she came. I, I want to add to her life in some kind of way, even if it's something really small. You know, I mean, I want our conversation to be such that she's growing, I'm growing, she's being encouraged, I'm being encouraged, she's um being supported, I'm being supported. Um, I might leave a little ticked off because she's been honest, but that's okay, I'll get over it. She'll get over it. Or I just want to, I want to leave that engagement where I'm still laughing about that conversation because it was just so much fun and it was just, it was just a good time. Friendships, you know, like every other relationship in your life, they take work. You know, you got to work at both parties or how many other ever folks are in this friendship. We have to work. And just like um, our intimate relationship, you know, that work is not always equal. You know, there are times, you know, when my friend, you know, she may not have it to give. She may be low and, and uh, it may be like that for me. On the other hand, um, there may be times where we come together and we want to spend time together. And I may say, girl, I'm broke right now. She may say, girl, I got you. Don't worry about it. It's not always equal. You know, um, the friendship and the giving and the taking is not always equal. That's the thing about friendships. You know, it's, it's such a, a beautiful relationship that, that there's so much give and take and so much sharing that, you know, we're not even keeping score on that kind of stuff. No, we're not, we're not even, it's not about, well, girl, I paid last time and so it's your turn to pay. No, whoever has it, if that relationship is important enough for you, to be with that person and spend time with that person, then who cares who paid the last time? All you want to do is spend time with each other. 
I want to share just four little tips on being a good friend. I mean, I don't have all the answers on being a good friend because I can't even say that I'm the best friend there is out there. But I do know that there are things that can enhance a relationship with two people who are in a friendship. And one being, you got to be a good listener. You know, you have to be that person that's open to hear what your friend is saying and not always having an answer for it, but just listening, just hearing them. Sometimes your friends just want to talk and want you to listen, you know, so when something's really bothering, you know, you or them, you can be just that person who says, hey, girl, I hear you. I understand, you know, and that kind of rolls into the next thing is be, you know, that validator, that person that validates them. You can really and truly say, I understand what you're saying. Now, you may not agree or feel the same way, but you can validate that person and make them feel important or make them feel heard if nothing else, you know, and just be in the moment with that friend, you know, and let them know that you get, you get them and you see them and you understand them, you know, and then, you know, you want to be fun. You want to be that fun person. You know, you don't always want to be, you know, the person who's bringing sad stories or bringing negative energy or vibes to the relationship. You know, you guys need to laugh. You need to laugh at yourself, laugh at situations, laugh at other people. Don't tell them you're laughing, <laughs> but just be lighthearted and, and have fun and enjoy each other. And um, don't always have serious situations that you're dealing with. And then last, you know, as we've been talking about, and I just want to end here, you know, you want to be a sister who is a sister at heart. I mean, we don't have any blood that we share, but we share a common bond. And that's the love that we have for one another. You know, so you want to be that woman, that that sister or the woman that you consider, um, that she can consider being your sister. You know, you want to be that person that is open, that's giving, that's loving. Even though, like I said, we're not blood relatives, you know, we have this unspoken, conditional love and unconditional love between the two of us. So when life throws us curveballs, we can help each other out and let each other know that everything is going to be all right. Thank you for joining my podcast today. Thank you for listening. And I hope something that was said here today will help you be a better friend. Or friend, or friend.